This episode is brought to you by Pyromedia Network. Pyromedia Network is a progressive moving platform to give a voice to those who feel don't have one. PMN's core mission is to provide a safe and positive creative space for creatives to flourish to their highest potential. For more information, please visit www.pyromedianetwork.com. I'm Jason. And I'm Mark. And And together, together, we're Beauty Beauty and the the Shrink. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and 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 gay Americana means to you and to me and I was thinking about that but I was also thinking about the meme Mark's memes that I want to talk about in a segment by itself and it brought me back to the meme that I posted last night about and I'm searching through here to find it um before you, there was us. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have an idea why I even went there? Because I want to see if anybody else does, or maybe I'm in my own little world. And before you, there were at, there before was us. you, there was us. Yeah, so you're saying it's this is us. You know that's a TV show too. I'm trying to think how to explain out of that. No, explain it the way that I want it to resonate with you in a certain way because it's going to resonate with other people. But if it resonates in a way that it's is, not just about you, it's about not you, but quote unquote you. It's about the team that it's taken to get here and quote unquote us. us. Yeah. All right. So, what does it mean to you? That's what I just said. No, that us. That didn't explain anything. Oh, I, I we thought clar- it was. We clarified who you and us are, but before there was you, quote-unquote you, there was us, quote-unquote us. Okay, so let me give you a little bit of backstory about the way that I'm thinking about this whole thing. We're in Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And you saw tonight, as an example, when we were in the show, that at least... And I can call her out because she's my sister, Keisha D, was singing songs that embodied and embraced Black History Month. Not what's going on now in quote-unquote African-American history or Black history, but we're digging into our roots of where we came from and how we got to the place that we are now. Because in talking with Keisha and in talking with many African Americans, they embrace their history and their culture on a daily basis in the present. Now, here's where I come in and say, we, we gays and lesbians and LGBTQIEIO We have Pride Month. But you know what I see even when we have our Pride Parade? It's all about who we are today, 
and what we are doing today, and we do not celebrate any of our past. Stonewall, the people who lived through HIV AIDS and who died so that we can find a cure, because remember when Ronald Reagan said didn't have anything to do with it, and then we all had to start dying before somebody came in and did something about it? You, and I'll let you speak to this. But there are those things. I think you're missing it. No. Well, if you don't see it in the Pride Parade, that doesn't mean it's not happening. There's all kinds of things that go on about Stonewall. The but, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, the AIDS cycle, right? But why don't for all those things? Exactly. But why don't you we need to see them in the Pride Parade? Is that what you're saying? I'll I need to. It. I need to see it in daily life. And I you think know, we're not looking then because it's there. Do you think that people are looking at the? Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and really understanding where they came from? Do you think gay youth right now is looking at the lesbian community as the ones who took care of us? And I'm talking about me, us, when we were dying of HIV AIDS, when nobody else would have anything to do with us? Do you think that the youth celebrating white parties and out walking on the street and being able to hold hands with their boyfriend or walk down the street in drag are thinking about how we, and I'm talking about an all-inclusive we to include me, fought our battles and did what we needed to do to get over hurdles so that now these people can wake up and enjoy being able to walk down the street and do what they do. I resent it. So I'm not bringing it back to you, but what I'm saying to you is, is that I want you to understand, yeah, you're 15 years younger than I am. So you weren't alive when I was, okay, here's an example. You weren't alive when I was in junior high, getting ready to go into high school, and the gym teacher was trying to seduce me. And I knew that I had an attraction to men, but I didn't understand what gay was, what sex was. I thought I was sick. I thought there was something wrong with me. I didn't understand what the gym teacher was trying to do. However, fast forward. When did when, you realize it? Well, fast forward when I learned my history and realized at the same time that I was going through that, on the other side of the United States, Harvey Milk in San Francisco was fighting my battles for my rights. And I didn't even know that I had any rights. I thought I was sick. I thought I was the only person in the whole wide world who felt this way. And yet, you go to San Francisco. Okay, where were you? Massachusetts. Okay, see, that's what I kept trying to ask you last night because that's confusing. But you were saying, no, I went to school in San Diego. I was like, well then, you're talking to the other end of the state, not the country. And I said New York, and you never answered me, so I, was just, I got really confused. Well, my phone died, so... I mean, just to make it yeah, no, clear that no, you cut out or whatever. I understand what you're saying, but for clarity's sake, <clears throat> my father was in the military. 
So we traveled all over the place. So I was born in Quantico, Virginia, stayed there for two months. We left. We went to another state. My brother was born in um, Yuma, Arizona, and my brother's three years younger than I am, so eventually we went to Yuma. We lived in Hawaii for three years. That was me and my brother, so clearly my brother was born then. And eventually, my father retired after 22 years in the military in California. And like I told you the other night, that when we finally landed in California, I had never seen a black person before. Hmm. So that was a big shock to me. And then for me to go into a high school, because that's where I was at that point, when we moved to California and we moved to Paradise Hills and my father retired and we bought the house with the pool and you know everything that was going on, I was bust into the quote-unquote black neighborhood to go to Morris High School. Total culture shock from there, but that's where, and maybe I'm getting off on a tangent here, but then when I was going to Morris High School, number one, I was a sissy boy. I was not in independent studies like the rest of my friends were. And then walking down the corridor, it was an outside type school. I was beaten up so badly by a gang of black students, almost to the point of death. I went home every night, sat out by our newly built pool and cried every day because I knew that the next day was gonna be the day that I was dead. And I would take the long way around to avoid going through all the students. So I digress in that point, but, and we can talk about this more, but that's where I developed my fear of black people. I was terrified of black people. But that was a, that was a place in my mind where I internalized this, and over time I got used to it. But that's the way that my mind developed. So now we can pause this for a second because I forgot where I was going with this. Mm-hmm. What were you asking? What- well, I can go back. I'm going to say the same thing. You, you were just saying before we hit this recording, you're going to learn to just accept things for what they are. So I'm not saying accept that. It's a little different. But this is why it's different for me because I can, te- I can tell you almost the exact same story And if I was 10 years old and going through what you were going through in 1982, I didn't know about my rights either. This was... It was the same thing. Exactly. Because you don't know when you're that age. But this was 1973 for me. Right. So guess what? Almost 10 years before that, and I was going through this, and I was living through this. And then that's where, you know, being 16, 17 years old, and I have no idea about sex, about what is gay about what is anything and here I am in this junior high or high school and you know the interesting thing about it is is that my best friend Kim a boy another best friend of mine Paul who we will talk about 
a lot because he had a lot to share in shaping my life. As it turns out, they were both gay. I had no idea. One of my close friends, Randy, who was dating Shirley, who everybody was talking about him sleeping with... Paul. No, it was another boy, but I can't remember his name. It went over my head. And then (laughs) Randy and Rex, the TA, would lock themselves in the bathroom. Not in high school. Yes. Oh. Not in high school bathroom, but like in Randy's house bathroom because we would have parties over there or something like that. And everybody would be wondering what the hell are they doing in there? Even Shirley, his girlfriend, had no idea. Oh, Randy's friend, Ron, was the one that supposedly he was having a relationship with. I knew none of what that meant. I was so naive. I so had, by the time, what was it? This was high school? The last year of high, of high school. When I was 16 years old. Because all I wanted to do was graduate from Morse High School because I was afraid I was going to be killed. And I was terrified. So I did everything I could do. I didn't graduate with the class of 73 because I didn't have the certain requisite credits so in in um, summer school I got my requisite credits so theoretically I was class of 74 but I have my diploma from 73 I just wanted to be out of that place so hmm that what's interesting about that is that that led me to not only be terrified of blacks because of that after i graduated a year or two later i had the opportunity to go back to morse high school just to be as a non-student and i walked on the campus and i was terrified as a non-student to do what It was kind of like our reunion type thing. Mm -hmm. So I was going back, because remember, well, maybe you don't remember, I, at Morse, was on the journalism staff. Mm. And I got a letter of recommendation from the journalism instructor to get a full scholarship to Pepperdine University in Malibu. So I went. I didn't want to go. My parents made me go but I was 16 years old. And I had all these issues, not only being immature, right? (laughs) So we can talk about this as another component um, because we do have other things to talk about. We have to show the respect to the other person as well. And... When I'm sharing a story, sometimes it's not all about you. It's all about respecting the listeners so that they get the entire story. It's not about cutting you off and not muting you in any way, but sometimes there's no dialogue between the two of us. Sometimes it's just my fucking story. And 
I've never had an opportunity to just share my fucking story. And so when I do get that opportunity, I don't want the dialogue between the you and me sometimes. But then again, that's not negating the fact that you have your own fucking stories as well, whereby you're going to share 20, 30 know, minutes. You know that I listen. I always listen. I know. Maybe it's probably just because I've heard they're not really because I've heard them. You never heard this high school story before. Some parts of it. Yeah. But not, I've heard about Randy in the bathroom and what the I've heard that part. Yeah, but that wasn't high school. That was. But you um, know what? Only thing I want to say about that, not that it's even a dialogue, is lucky you. I didn't have anybody. I didn't go to parties. I didn't have anybody. I didn't have anything. I had my one girlfriend. Was that in would, high school? Who would beat somebody's ass if they fucked with me or bullied me or whatever? But she was not. She couldn't always be there. Was that in high school? From seventh grade till. Yeah. Good graduating. For Good for you, because I had nobody. What? I had. But you were talking about you had these friends and you went to parties. I didn't have that. I never went to a party. But, I never had like. But you're talking gay friends. But you're. T- oh, but see, I never had gay friends because I didn't know what you gay was. Know. And okay. the bottom line to it is, you have the Shirleys, you have the Randys, you have the Kims, you have the Pauls, you have all these people, who I have no idea that I really have nothing in common with them because I haven't even reconciled into myself that I know what being gay is. So they're all doing their thing and I'm just sort of on the fringes of trying to find a place not to belong. I get what you're saying. I'm not negating. Not to belong, though. Our stories are more similar than a lot of people probably think with 15 years apart. And and you know what? And I I welcome to hear them. 15 years sooner and what was going on I get all that right. I totally get it right and I want to hear it. I just I'm an exception when you were going through this though did you know that you were gay I'm an exception I don't know if it's because I'm a drag queen did you know you were gay no they knew I was before I knew and when you were when you were doing your little chubby drag that we saw on the, that was not high school that, that was, was after college. okay so when you were fine. in high school People knew you were gay. They knew it before I even knew what it was. Yeah, exactly. So we're similar. Because when I was in high school, my guess was... And so here's another story. Black's Beach, San Diego. I was... What do I want to say? Not busted out or or influenced by I I, I don't know the words and you can edit it out however you want to but Black's Beach and I'm sure a lot of people or most people know the Black's Beach is the nude beach and then you've got the straight nude beach and you've got the gay nude beach and you have to walk down the cliffs to get down to whatever nude beach you want to well so a group of us Randy, Shirley, Ron Kim me all of us went down (laughs) this is going to sound so at what age? This is going to sound so stupid. At 16. And please, don't hold it against me that I was stupid then, but I look back on it now and I think to myself, how could I even fall prey to this? But I did. So anyway, the story was, we all went down to the new beach and we all were in our bathing suits and people were in the water, not in the water. We brought our Annie Boone Springs or whatever the name of that wine was. What was it called? You know, that cheap wine. Boone's Farm. 
whatever it was. It was I the don't cheap know, like, one. 1976. I don't know. This was, was this was 1973. Okay. So any Boone Springs or any listeners you want to share, please do. But we brought our cheap wine down there, and I wasn't used to drinking. So we would be sitting there in the hot sun, and I'd be drinking the wine and all that stuff. I would start getting drunk, but I was underage. So then, all of a sudden, the lifeguards in their lifeguard truck were coming down the, the beach. I was drunk. I was underage. I wasn't supposed to be doing any of this stuff. And remember, my friends were older than I. So they were like a year or two older than I. And I don't remember what the age was. What they ended up doing was they put me in the sand. They buried me with the sand and put a towel over my head so nobody could see that I was there. And so the lifeguards came by. They assessed the situation. They couldn't see me because I was buried under the sand with a towel over my face. And they went on their way. But by then, I had already been out in the sun way too long. And I was drunk. I was sunburned. So we ultimately made our way back up the cliff. At the top of the cliff, I puked on Randy's feet because I was drunk. We all went back to Randy's house. Randy's parents were rich. And we all went back to their house. We stayed the night. Remember that game where you put your finger on a hot penny or something and you pee your pants? You don't remember that? If you're sleeping, you put you can put somebody's in a hot on water or something and, you and you pee your pants. Okay. They were trying to do that to me. I wasn't sleeping. I was totally aware. But Randy decided that he was going to take me to the shower and wash all the sand off me and all that stuff. I knew, Even though I didn't know what gay was, I knew what he was trying to do. Mm. And I wasn't going to let him do it. And I didn't. Mm. So... Like he took your clothes off you and put you in the shower naked and everything? He was trying to, but I kept my bathing suit on. Oh. Uh, but long story short, too late. The next day, when I drove home, I was totally hungover. I was totally sunburned. And I told my parents, I had heat stroke from being at the beach, so that's why I stayed overnight at Randy's place. And they, quote unquote, believed it. Now, you know parents are not stupid. They probably knew that I had... Uh, sh- I, I thought you, this story was leading... Because I've heard this, but I thought this is leading to the bushes. That's different. That's later, right? Oh, okay. that, no. That's... No, see, I was 16 then. 17 led to the bushes. Oh, when right. I had my first sexual encounter at Black's Beach <laughs> with the large weenie that tasted like rubber. But we can talk about that later. Okay, so that's fine. So where are we going with this whole conversation? So why don't we? So so we were going to talk about gay Americana. Okay. All right. So I've already explained to you what gay Americana means to me, and yes, I was up on my soapbox, but I totally mean it based on my experience. But now I want to understand from the drag queen or drag performer point of view, what does it mean? as far as gay Americana. And let me just preface this by saying, before you met me, you really didn't even have an idea 
about the term gay Americana. Not really. So now no. you're so now you're speaking off the cuff yeah. as to what what it's become in the last or what it means to you, based on what you've been through through gay because you understand the concept of Americana. I know what it. I know what the definition of what you say and what it means in my head. Um, no, as far as what you drag been is through. a part of it, right? Do you agree? Of course. Drag is a part of it, but here's the thing, and um, which will be 26 years of doing drag this year. I've never seen it like this with drag. It's always exclusive. If you have an amateur show, it's fine. Amateurs are in it. If you have a professional show, you have professional queens in it. Sometimes the amateurs would be good enough that they could mix and work the way, but there's never been anything that's been open Right. To absolutely everybody. So how does RuPaul play into the whole thing? Ugh, that's not gay Americana. No, I know. It's no, I know. Uh, and you're, and you're absolutely right. But the fact of the matter is, is that gay Americana in our society now is interpreted as what's going on right now. And if you stop and think about it, gay Americana leads back to like um, Stonewall and all the rest of these things. So what was it like when you were growing up as a homo doing drag that's gay americana at 22 years old though in a college town which was pretty liberal i could still we had to go down a big staircase to um smoke or no actually in the bar at that time we could still smoke we would go down i think it was just to cool off like maybe in the winter and get things thrown at us, standing out on the sidewalk in front of and names yelled at us. And, in drag? Yes, while we're just out there. There was a bar upstairs and downstairs, so we'd go back and forth and we'd do whatever, but whatever. This bar was only gay once a week. One night a week. It was an alternative night for a long time. But I read this, um, this is a side note, but not really, because this is what it reminded me of. Reading this new show... Desert Rose Playhouse is putting on. I know the story. Did you read the storyline of it? No, I saw that it was coming up, but I didn't read about it. It's a very gay Americana theme. Shout out to Robbie Wayne, by the way. So it kind of reminded me of this because it's an upstairs bar and it was back in the days that you were talking about in your yeah. time. Like the speakeasy. No, 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 no. Wait some a kind of killings or something. Wait a thing. second. Let's, let's clarify this. It wasn't my time. When we had to do backups and speakeasies and all that no, stuff, I know, but our I mean, gay bars were out in the open, so we didn't okay. have like back in the day when homosexuals. My bad. In the fifties, I, I just met. Older, I understand what you're I just saying. Met older history. I didn't no, like, no, and that's another you thing. Went to speakeasies. No, but that's another thing we can talk about because that goes back to like in the fifties and the sixties when dancing with two men or two women together was illegal and so that's why they invited the gay men invited lesbians to come to these things their beards yeah so if it were rated then they just changed partners and they right. started dancing with each other but then as it got like fire island the or drag something queens like could that get arrested for having exactly so they but, didn't even hardly wear makeup because they could just whoosh, 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 change that's right but it was more the gays and the lesbians. And then when it, it went to, and we can talk about more of the history behind the tea dance, but when the gays were doing these 
parties and the lesbians were not there, that's where dancing solo in the dark was invented. That's, be, that's where it began, huh? Because you can't get you can't get arrested if you're a lot of men dancing, but you're dancing solo. So anyway, back right. to you again. So no, but that's the closest thing I just know of it. It wasn't horrible, but it was not the best. And we're talking 1992. Still getting things thrown at us and screamed at. And we would just be the biggest um, freak show to go to breakfast and stuff after the show. Right. I never Bob's heard... Bob's big boy or whatever. I never heard about drag queens when... No? When I... What, what was I, 21 in... The late seventies. It's definitely out there. Going to the gay bars in San Diego, and listening to Donna Summer and doing all these things, I really didn't know about drag queens. One of my best friends, Billy, was a transgender. You made up for it. You but made up for it. No, and that's great. And that's great. And I would like to know more about the history of the drag queen. And maybe but sometimes it's sometimes it's a good thing because like when you're talking about RuPaul, it's some of the queens that have been and I know there totally would be on the same page with us. Like I'm pretty much thinking like Latrice Royale, she just comes to mind. I love her. Chad Michaels. Well, she was in prison, right? Chad Michaels yeah. has been there, done. He's a year or so older than me, so been there, done it, seen it, been through right. a lot, but still not in the seventies. When you were graduating high school, we were just teeny tiny little tots. <laughs> but, but I mean, still. But guess what? I think RuPaul is about the same age as I am. Mm -hmm. So RuPaul true. must have been going through mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff, too. Therein lies the issue that I've got with regard to gay Americana. You hit the nail right on the head. RuPaul does not celebrate mm -hmm. gay Americana. RuPaul, and you've so said nice this is. before, <laughs> is all about who we are right now. And he wants to crown the young girls. He doesn't want to go back and celebrate the seasoned girls. That's where we miss out on our gay Americana. Look at tonight. Even with Keisha singing songs, she sang Bessie Smith, who is a black icon with a meaning. But what when, about her disco pants? I don't know. What, that was a newer popular song. Well, that was the 70s. So it's still celebrating. No, I don't think her look no, was 70s, but that song wasn't. Uh, it's still celebrating history. <sighs> if you stop and think about Black History Month, they celebrate Martin Luther King. They celebrate everything that came before them with honor. They celebrate the family. When you've got um, gay pride... I just hope enough of us celebrate it. Enough? Obviously, you don't think so. What do you mean enough of, of us celebrate it? Because right. it's, a, it's never going to be a perfect world, right. so we accept who... Right. And I think just being aware of it at my age, I don't, what is it? Is it because I'm a drag queen? Because I'm trying to think of like um, examples of people I know. Like, let's say when I have the best time with Reynolds hanging out, we just don't, 
it's just person and person and and that's why communicating and have, we don't really talk about I agree God let's go out because our gay rights are so amazing we just, do I, we know it yes but we just don't I agree but the fact of the matter is is that I want to acknowledge that I resonate with these people and could it be that I resonate with more people who are outside of Palm Springs can I just be a stealth gay does that make sense yes you could <laughs> Even though I'm a drag queen, people would laugh and think that was What's stupid. wrong with that? What's wrong with that? That means that you're living your life as, like... I care and I educate when the opportunity comes, but do I go out and beat the doors down to do it? No, probably right. not. Right. And that's one of the things, like, I don't know whether you, you watch Wendy Williams or not, but she's got Graves' disease, so she's been off for several weeks and so she's got a panel and remember Carson Kresley how cute is that remember Carson Kresley yeah Miss Kitty her head right on your leg shut up can we talk about Carson Kresley do I know him he's from Queer Eye with the straight guy I met him the one who was the fashion designer who looks like Mr. Limpet who's also a drag race judge now exactly and I can't stand him (laughs) only because he forces gay yeah. upon See, us that's too much that's, that's too, too much. much it's there's too a, much there's a happy medium that's right and i watched the wendy williams panel and when he's on there every opportunity he gets about talking like when he was talking to victoria Gotti, who was the Gotti godfather's daughter mm-hmm. who had a show and her sons have grown up and one of her sons has a little baby, and she's in love with the baby. Your butt. And guess what? All he can focus on is the tattoos and how handsome her grown-up son is. I don't want to hear that. That makes us seem like we're all about nothing other. Well, you know what makes you know what I get from Sean tonight? Yes, Sean Stone. Yeah. I'm eating, I get home from the show, I'm waiting for you, blah, 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 blah. Sean texts, girl. And I was like, hey, what? You watch Drag Race tonight, right? And you know what? I'm so happy to say for the first time I haven't watched it. I just, it's all stars and I just, he's like, what? You always watch it and you're not caught up in your, I was like, no. Oh, you said? He's like, what? You said you didn't watch it? Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just not into it this year. I don't know why. I just don't know why. I haven't had any. Anything to watch it. It's all stars, and I already know all them, who they are. So uh, it just didn't excite me, and I didn't. Do you, so that interests me. Do you think that you've you've altered, for lack of a better way to put it, without knowing, your priorities and your change of life based on our relationship? And what's priority in yes, our no, relationship? Here's the thing. Somebody that's going to be on the new season, I've told you if you remember or not, is a, is a good friend from Who? Ohio. Who? Nina West. Yeah. And I cannot wait to watch because I better be able to see her and how she, but the, the thing that's going on now with All Stars, I just doesn't excite me. And then here's what this leads me to. I'm looking for Adrian puts this quote on Facebook tonight. And then this is what Rupa does. She has this way of making us feel the way you were just saying. But then she says something like this, she's quoted, and Adrian loves this, and she shares it, and I love it too. 
So something happened big on the show tonight. Drag doesn't change who you are. It reveals who you are. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> and I get chills. And I know what Adrian knows what that means because we've been doing drag 25 plus. I know what that means. Yeah, but guess what? RuPaul stole that sh- from somebody else who said it. When? On The You've View or on Wendy Williams. About drag queens? No, not about drag queens. Okay, but we can but say about, this about us because it is true. Yeah, okay, it's very fine. true. No, of course. Of course. But it's generalizable. Okay, so you think she's going to take credit for that when she doesn't really deserve it? She deserves it. Because that post that I made about... Because um, that makes me before, feel good to hear that. No. Because I identify with it. The, the, the meme that I posted before there was you, there was us... Yes. was totally inspired by what Whoopi Goldberg said on The View. She didn't say that necessarily, but it resonated with me to the point where I wanted to get it out to our community. I applaud RuPaul for doing that, making it specific to drags, but also... I don't know. I don't know. Not, not everybody gets it. And they won't if they don't want to. I know there's at least to. a handful of queens in this town that would act like they get it. And I love it. But it's changing. Yeah. It's, it's not what it's about. And so you can really feel what that means. You can't even. Gia Gunn. She was being interviewed. And she didn't say anything about the fact about she tried to have a dialogue with RuPaul. But she was talking about all this positiveness that I loved. And it was wow. wonderful about being... About her experience on Drag Race? No. Because she uh, just had a whole drama No, mess, no. Which is about, interesting that she's talking positive now. No, about her being transgender okay. in the world. Because she got... And sharing... She yeah, got pissed course. off and created drama about well, because, Drag Race. Because, of course, from what I understand... She's good a lot now. She tried a lot to, of hate on it. Well, she tried to confront Empress RuPaul... Which I think is a lofty title for somebody who really doesn't deserve it. And we can get into this discussion (laughs) even more later on, but I think RuPaul has been the source of a lot of shadiness and shenanigans that go on within the drag community. I I wonder if she'd be surprised to know how it filters out and down to little teeny unimportant queens like us in Palm Springs. Does she really know? Why do you think RuPaul... Does she really know? Why do you think RuPaul sits at a table with another another drag queen and gives them a tic-tac and has to discuss something over tea? I'm the queen mother and and you get a tic-tac and I'm going to share with you my sage wisdom. Whatever you have to say is whatever you have to say, but it's meaningless because I'm going to say what I'm going to say. That is so manipulative that I can't even begin to say. And RuPaul has no business thinking she's the end-all, beat-all. Maybe just start an anti-RuPaul thing. That'd get lots of attention and views and listeners. (laughs) I'm not, no, but like when I tell you, when you really, when you do listen to her podcast and they get into their spiritual thoughts moment, it's really good. It, it has to be real. They can't be faking it. They can't be faking it. Of course. But guess what? Psychologically, if I had a following like RuPaul does, I could say, fuck you, bitch, or shit on this, 
and everybody would think that I was the next coming of the of the Lord. Because how would I? Because I said How it. would I fall into that though? Because when I'm indifferent about her and what she does. But that's where I admire you for being indifferent for what she says. I just, that I means guess it resonates with me. I don't want to feel like I'm hypnotized by it. You're that means saying that, right? No, that means you've got a brain and you're thinking for yourself. And that's where it goes back again to the gay Americana. We had to think for ourselves because we had to get to a point of where we could survive and where we could do things. And now it's of a society where I don't even think about anything that came before me except RuPaul telling me that I... With Trump in office, is it going backward? I don't like, think are so. Gay? No. Okay. No, I don't it's, think so. It felt like it for a while. No, I don't think possibility. It, I don't think it's going backwards because I think that we've gotten to the point, at least we, in the gay community and in the drag community, from what I can understand, that we're saying we're like a tidal wave. We're not. Uh, there's no turning us back. We're here. We're queer. I mean, it, it, we see on TV. I just saw the other day they're bringing back the L word, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. I don't, and with the original cast, I don't want to see what lesbians do. I stopped watching it when it was original. The storylines and stuff were cool. But they're bringing back Queer as Folk, and we've got Carson Kresley, aka Mr. Limpet, and we've got all these other things that are still moving forward. But I also, Ugh. now that you mention it, have to acknowledge. <clears throat> The fact that it's going on, it's going on, and it's going on stronger, and we're not letting as um, as Anna Navarro says, President Loco <laughs> is trying to squash us. No, if anything, we are even getting more aggressive. I love that at what was happening at Chill. They don't get my gay Americana. We don't do this. To be greedy, but that's how we make our money. Right. So instead of screaming and jumping around, do you have? Did you want to compensate me for entertaining you right now? They don't get that part either. Right. Right. So or the, or they're rude when um, the show is about and to you start. And up. And like there's spirits at retro when I speak. Right, and they're sitting on the runway, and the is that the, happening on Sunday at jail? Yes. And we were sitting on it. Yes, and the, the show. And the guy who was in oh charge God. of, you know, um, security, because he had staff on the back of his shirt was Sean, for having you walk down from the thing, had to tell them, they thought that was a get seat. down and sit in your chair. It's like, do you have any sense? But see, I don't even think it's just the, it's just an over... What is it called? Am I? I haven't listened to her for a while. But just the overwhelming amount of the population that's just unaware. And I know you know it because you're so frustrated every time you get in that car and you have to drive somewhere. It's the unaware people. Yeah. But the more you're angry about them, the more they come at you. Yeah, I know. You're attracted. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Like here's an example. Did you see my um? I post my little thingy on Wednesday, my spin the wheel, and let's have drag, let's have suicide karaoke, da da da. And this is the part of stupid that I just can't deal with. 
Wednesday, January 30th, 8 p.m. to whenever. Prizes, and then I get a, where's this at? What time? Are there prizes? Is it a contest? I know. I just want to slap stupid in the face. <laughs> like, I are know. you kidding? There's and a, she, there's a new breed of stupid born every day. So concerned about it. And did I see her? Didn't even come. I asked her last night, were you there? No, I wasn't there. And this isn't a, oh, I'm a beautiful singer. This is a drunk, fun suicide karaoke. Nobody's going to take you sick. Right. It's drunk, stupid people that spin the wheel, sing a song, and their friends scream. But right. How did it go, by the way? She's going to think she's coming on American Idol. <laughs> How did it go, by the way? It was very fun. Were there, there were people there? Good. It's not a serious contest, so it takes a minute. You know why it takes a minute? Because they gotta get drunk. Because people realize that it's not a serious contest. They gotta get drunk, yeah. and they gotta get their nerve up, and then when they realize, oh, wow, I can win a shot, then they're already drunk, so they want a free shot, <laughs> so oh, they'll wow. do it. But I mean, it was a... I'm oh wow! Work. I can shoot a loop over a, a dildo, and I could win something or something like that. Oh, God. I know. Oh my God! You're, I didn't even drink that whole glass. I think I'm dying. Okay, go home and have gas I, at home. I think we've got like three podcasts here. Okay, I have a, oh.